Hello and welcome to Dairy Pod. I'm Kristen Davis from Dairy Australia. This episode is part of a series focusing on seasonal dry conditions and related challenges for the dairy industry. Discussing this season's fodder harvest, Dairy Australia's development lead, Fee Basin Nutrition, Dr. Josie Garner, is joined by the Australian Fodder Industry Association Vice Chair, Jason Palmer. They also provide an outlook of the hay market moving into 2024, including availability and pricing. Hello and welcome to Dairy Pod. My name is Dr. Josie Garner, and my role at Dairy Australia is development lead for Fee Basin Nutrition. I'm joined by Jason Palmer from the Australian Fodder Industry Association. Thank you for joining me today, Jason. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and your role at the AFIA? Yes. Hi, I'm Jason Palmer. Um, thanks for having me. Um, I'm currently Vice Chair at uh, AFIA, which is an Australian Fodder Industry Association. We're a member-based organisation. Um, uh, yeah, most of our members are uh, generally... Um, 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 hay, hay growers and, and contractors. Uh, I'm a uh, farmer in Northern Victoria on a family farm. We grow uh, um, cereals and uh, loosen hay and silage contracting business and and, um, and feed beef cattle as well. So what's your role within the AFIA? Um, I'm, yeah, I've been on the board there now for four or five years. I can't remember, sorry. Um, and I've been vice chair there for four years, I think. Um, yeah, now. Excellent. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on this year's fodder season. So given that we've had dry conditions in some regions this season, how has this harvest shaped up in overall production perspective and how does this compare to last season's harvest? Um, weather, weather would be the big, the big answer to how, to how this year compares to last year. Um, geez, I don't think there was much of a, bar, a bale of hay made that didn't get wet last year. It's been a, um, a fantastic change this year to see, um, the majority of guys, we had a, you know, a sort of a six week, um, dry window there, uh, which wasn't great for the grain crops, but, uh, it, it left a, a dream run for most guys with their, with their hay production and it had been quite a good winter. So yields were there and, and guys had just a, a fantastic run. Um, I think the only guys that might have seen a little bit of hay get wet was um, maybe a few late paddocks and things like that with the, the recent rains in the last few weeks. But um, yeah, I think most guys have had a, had a dream run. Yeah. So you don't anticipate that there's been any production loss due to the recent raid events in some regions? I wouldn't have thought so when it comes to cereal hay. I'd, I'd think nearly, but I can't maybe comment in the in the western districts and things like that but um i would suspect even those guys would have been in the bale and in the shed before too much weather came in um i know yeah sort of the majority of victoria and new south wales i think guys just had a fantastic run yeah like it was a train run well that's great it's much more of a um contrast to last season's harvest than for those those cropping farmers so that's that's positive so what about quality compared to last season I think quality would be very good. Um, I can't make a lot of comment on, on feed test as such um, so far, but I think as far as hay making quality goes, um, you know, you're not going to have moulds and, and smells and it's just going to be great colour, great smelling hay. Um, you know, I think yield, yields have been pretty good. I'm hearing a lot of guys with export hay doing, um, 
you know, seven and eight ton to the hectare, even even stuff at five at um at six and seven and eight ton. That you, you get you generally get pretty good quality, um, a good quality, a good balance of yield and quality at the same time. Yeah, because you're not going to see those sort of drought drought years where you get um, amazing quality out of cereal hay. Um, there probably could be a little of that sort of hay out of the northern New South Wales where where they have had a tough run this year. Um, yeah, they certainly could see some of that. You're not going to see that sort of hay out of northern Victoria, that's for sure, but, but good quality all around, yeah. So we know from our uh, grain market update with Sean from Rural Bank that feed grain is looking lower in protein than predicted. Do you think that that could also be the case for hay? Um, look, it's possible. It depends on the region. Um, yeah, like drought hay, as most guys know, it was generally always very good sugars and, and very good quality. Yeah, like I say, you might see some of that sort of hay out of the northern New South Wales, sort of central New South Wales down. I think um, I think you're going to be just a good, um, I won't say aver- average is probably not the right word, but just a good, yeah, just a good quality. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's encouraging. Um, I guess there were some people that were a bit, um, a bit worried how harvest was going to go, given the variability of the season we've had coming into, um, into harvest this year. But what about availability of fodder at the moment? You know, as harvest is entering its later stages, do you anticipate there's going to be any issues with availability going forward? It's an interesting one. Um, as like last year. I think a lot of guys didn't put extra um, hay in, given last year was a terrible year for making hay and grain prices still very strong. I don't think there's a lot of guys probably in, in our region in northern northern Victoria that put more in than they needed. A lot of those guys that are maybe export growers just put in what they needed as they did last year, put in what they needed for their export market and probably didn't speculate on a lot a lot more extra because you know they're getting 400 bucks for wheat. So... Well, I put extra extra hay, you know, oat and hay in, or, or, or there's a few paddocks being cut around for wheat hay, just for a bit of ryegrass um, suppression and things like that. We're seeing a little bit of that, but not seeing big stacks of, uh, you know, we're not seeing sheds bursting with, with hay around here, and not seeing hay stacked outside. Um, a lot of it is going straight into export exporters and things like that. But um, we're a very very export dominant uh, region too where we are. Okay, so we're seeing a high global demand for Australian fodder that potentially could impact on local supply? Probably not a lot more than it normally would because, you know, it is a growing market. It always has been a growing market, but it's not a gro- it's not a market that will ever double overnight. It's just not really possible. Um, it's always there and it's just part of the landscape. Um, and I suppose if they were... If those markets weren't there, then some of those guys that were growing export hay, you know, probably would have brought the hay. They wouldn't necessarily have, that hay wouldn't become domestic hay. It would have just not been planted um, because they may not have wanted to speculate on the market. But there's there's still a lot of hay um, getting made. Um, from what I understand, back through New South Wales, been huge amounts of hay made. Yeah. So just thinking about New South Wales for the moment, given that hay can't be transported transported from Queensland into New South Wales due to biosecurity concerns. How is the availability of new season hay for farmers in northern New South Wales looking at the moment? I I don't have a lot of information on that one, but from what I'm hearing and talking to guys, 
there has been quite a bit of hay made throughout northern New South Wales. You know, paddocks that weren't going to make make it for grain, they're short of moisture. I think there has been quite a bit of hay made up there and probably would be very good quality. So I think there would be hay up there for the buying. Yeah, okay. Well, that's excellent. Um, that's a, probably going to be a relief for farmers up in that region who have been doing it tough for a while. They're having a really dry season. They've only just recently received rain, um, so they'll probably still need to rely on purchasing fodder to get them through the next few months. Um, so just want to ask you about some advice that you might give farmers looking at buying new season hay and if there's any particular crops that you're aware of that have done particularly well this year in terms of yield and quality? Yeah, I think um, we grow a lot of uh, lucent hay here ourselves and over the last sort of seven or eight years, you know, I've seen a lot of transition from guy, dairy guys um, probably going from lucent to vetch because uh, it's, it's generally you can buy it in large amounts. Um, the last two years, vetch hasn't been something you'd really want to buy there hasn't been a lot it has been very very poor quality um and yeah you know, i know guys have been buying off the same guys for years and years and years and years and last year they said look if, we, if you haven't got anything better look we just can't buy it because we're just not going to make any milk out of it um, um so we have seen a little bit more loose and going out to some of those sort of markets the last two years given that's been hard to make top grade loosened um so we've had a little bit of lower grade stuff this year, I think there's there's a lot of vetch out there across the Mallee in the South Australia um, that's been, uh, from what I can understand, really good yields and really good quality. That's encouraging given we know that vetch is quite a common feed for the dairy industry, so it's good to know we'll fairly good chance of getting good quality vetch coming into the 2024 season. I just wanted to ask you any insights you might have on pricing forecasts of certain fodder crops heading into next year. Um, it's a bit of a mixed one, like so. I'm not hay trader, so we don't, we I can't really put my finger on the on the the whole um, of the eastern side of the country, but I am hearing guys that are buying good quality um, wheat and hay. I think I talked to a fellow the other day. Um, he was offered hay out of um, Central New South Wales, uh, three fifty a ton, um, and the fellow said, "Look, if you don't want, there's no stress. I've got a, um, I've got a, a beef guy that'll take the lot." Um, they're they're good numbers, I would have thought. You know, that's that's um, that's a that's a pretty handy price. Um, I'm hearing probably when Vesh started hitting the butt, hitting the ground, um, guys sort of rings. I think they're talking. Just shy of three hundred, or just over three hundred a ton, um, and then I think now they were around. The guys were talking sort of three, three twenty, three thirty delivered back into Golden Valley on on vetch. Um, if there's good supply, the only thing that'll run those prices up is if it's dry up north. But as it's looking at the moment, they're they're all getting some great rain, which is good to see. Did you see any increase in demand locally, given that? There's dry season forecasts. Did you have any large orders early in the harvest season? Like that would be out of the ordinary compared to previous seasons. Um, yeah, we ninety percent of our product here ourselves is is um is sold to to a couple of different orders that um that are just year in year out. There's there's no 
you know, we don't really sell to anyone that rings up unless we've got something to sell to someone that rings up. Um, but certainly we were seeing towards the end of last year on Lucent, um, you know, normally you'd always have a bit of carryover in the shed. Now, you know, those guys are ringing, wanting to know what we had left. Do you have any left? We'll take some lower grade stuff to fill the spots. You know, tell me what day you're going to have new season's hay in the bale. I'll go out and find some hay to get me through that day. You ring mm. when you're cutting. And the second it hits the ground, I want it in the shed. And yeah, so we're seeing yeah, big demand, oh, yeah, strong demand for a good quality loosen early in the season that we don't normally see till February. Yeah, and I guess it's probably a reflection of people being prepared to fill their feed deficits, given that they've probably had reduced growing capacity on their own properties. With the low rainfall that we've we've seen over the last um, eight six to eight months in some regions, so yeah, that's interesting insight. Um, so thanks for joining us today, Jason. I really appreciate your time and providing that um, market update on the fodder um, fodder industry. Uh, I appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. No worries at all. Thank you very much. If you'd like to access Dairy Australia's industry reports, including our weekly hay report, visit the industry statistics section of the Dairy Australia website. We have also placed this and other useful links in the episode notes. We hope that you have enjoyed this Dairy Pod episode. If you have any questions or ideas for the program, you can get in contact with us by emailing dairypod at dairyaustralia.com.au. Thank you for listening. 